You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, uh, the time of uh, the evening uh, where you join us on the segment of uh, Pertinence uh, Punctuated and uh, Nabi Muhammad uh, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's uh, Sirah is coming to the fore with our very own uh, Molana Salim Karim. Molana, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. And tell us how you're doing this fine, beautiful evening. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuhu. Shafat bai, ahlan wa sahlan. Wa marhaban to you and our esteemed listeners. What a beautiful evening. Inshallah, all of these, our thoughts, our thinking, our mind is focused on one thing. It's about the beautiful seerah of the Prophet wasallam, and how we can emulate and inshallah bring in the beautiful sunans of the Prophet wasallam, and how we can promote it, inshallah, practice upon it, encourage each other so that we can prove our love, inshallah, and our commitment to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with total devotion and humility. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladheena astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim. قال الله تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم وقال تعالى في مقام آخر يا أيها النبي إنا أرسلناك شاهدا ومبشرا ونذيرا وَدَاعِيًا إِلَى اللَّهِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَسِرَاجًا مُنِيرًا وَقَالَ تَعَالَى فِي مَقَامٍ آخَرُ وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ وَقَالَ تَعَالَى فِي مَقَامٍ آخَرُ وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عليك بحسن الخلق وطول الصمت وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل معروف صدقه صدق الله مولانا العظيم respected listeners brothers and sisters in islam it's a good question to ask ourselves. Okay, how much do I know about the biography of the Prophet Yes, in Madrasa we did history, the basic facts on the life of the Prophet the Khulafai Rashidin. And those were limited facts that we knew. And the big question here is that when you love somebody, you would like to know everything from start to end. Okay, 
رحمتالعالمین صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم تو یا شفیع الورا سلام علیک یا شفیع الورا سلام علیک رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم is going to intercede for us on the day of قیامت and beg Allah to forgive the ummah تو شاعر نے کہا یا شفیع الورا سلام علیک Look at the personality of Rasulullah, the figure for the Ummah. And we have taken it so lightly, the status Allah has given to us. Who was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He wanted nothing less than Jannah for you and me. He cried to Allah day and night, in namaz, in salah, in dua, Allahumma khfir ummati. So he wanted nothing less than Jannah for you and me. He had family who adored him, who loved him, who praised him, who appreciated him. But it was your name he kept repeating. And my name. Ya Ummati, Ya Ummati, Allahumma gfir Ummati. Allahumma ghufir ummati. He had family who adored him. But it was your name and my name he kept repeating. Allahumma ghufir ummati. Allah forgive my ummat. Ya ummati. So the question here is, respected listeners, how much do we love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And how much of Rasulullah's sunnah have we emulated and brought into our lives? So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the true understanding. Because remember one thing, in this dunya it's a rat race for wealth only. But see what Allah Park is saying in the Quran. يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٌ Your wealth and your children will be of no help to you on the day of Qiyamah. إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٌ but only those who come to Allah with a sound heart, this heart must be filled with the marifat and love of Allah and His Rasul. And how do you achieve that? Man ahabba sunnati kana ma'ifil jannah. That those, Rasulullah is saying, Man ahabba sunnati, whoever will follow my sunnat, whoever will love my sunnat, so respected brothers and sisters in Islam, this tongue, this stomach, and this private part has put us into lots of gunas and sins. And today we are paying the price. We're seeing the destruction out there. It is a matter of time can lock and turn the winds towards us in South Africa, and we can face consequences and suffer the consequence. 
So you and I need to make a lot of istighfar and ask Allah for afiyat. If we are going to be just chasing this dunya, Allah Pak is making it clear. The day when there will be no benefit to anyone, his wealth and his children, for who we give our life in this world now, everything is for them. But on the day of Qiyamah will be nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِيهِ The day of Qiyamah, I will be looking for my يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ Your brother who you gave your life in this world, you sacrifice, you're going to look for him on the day of Qiyamah, hoping that he can help you with one neki, one good deed. And he will say to you, Nafsi, Nafsi. He'll run away, far away from you. Because for him to sacrifice one Neki in the Akhirat is an absolute mammoth task for him. So how will he assist you with one good deed? Wa ummihi wa abi. You love your parents in this world, your father, your mother. But on the day of Qiyamah, you will go to your father and say, Abba, I need one Neki. He too will turn you down and say, Nafsi, Nafsi, Nafsi. Today, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I'm worried about my own Nafsi, what Allah is going to do with me and how Allah is going to deal with me. Whether I'm going to Jannah or Jahannam, I don't know. You'll go to your mother, Ammi, I need one Neki, one good deed. She too will say, nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. Today I'm worried about my own nafs and my own self. I don't know how Allah is going to treat me. Love the wife. You did everything for her. You're going to go to her too. She's also going to say, nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. Today, I'm so sorry, my beloved husband. I can't help you. Not even with a single neki. Yes, in the world, whatever I could do for you, I did. And your children, you will go to them. They will also say, nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. So, yawma la yanfa umalu wa la banoon. On the day of Qiyamah, no, your wealth or your children will come to no benefit to you. No help to you whatsoever. Yes. This heart that is filled with the nur, marifat, and love of Allah and His Rasul, illa man atallah bi qalbin salim. It's that heart that will come, that is sound with the marifat of Allah and the ishq of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We talking about the seerat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Shafat bai. How much do we know about the family of Rasulullah? Limited knowledge. Some of us don't even know the name of the mother of Rasulullah. Hmm. It's so sad. So if you want to express love for Rasulullah, as I said, have we studied the biography of Rasulullah? So the pious servants of Allah said something so nice. 
And they said, if you love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we should remember at least four generations of Rasulullah's family name. So Fatwa, you know your father's name, you know your grandfather's name, you know your great-grandfather's name, and you know your great-great-grandfather's name. It's the family tradition or the family tree. So if we love Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ulamai Kiram have written, the pious servants of Allah have mentioned that at least remember the names of four generations of Rasulullah's family. How? Muhammad ibn Abdullah, Rasulullah's father's name was Abdullah. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, son of Abdullah. One, Abdullah was the son of Abdul Muttalib. After Abdul Muttalib bin Hashim. After Hashim is bin Abdul Manaf. And after Abdul Manaf bin Qusay. And then bin Pilab. This is, Alhamdulillah, the four generations of Rasulullah. Abdullah, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, Abdul Muttalib, Hashim, Abdul Manaf. These are, alhamdulillah, the four generations of Rasulullah's family. So at least teach this to your children. Muhammad ibn Abdullah, ibn Abdul Muttalib, ibn Hashim, ibn Abdul Manaf. At least four generations, it can go down quite a bit. But at least ulama-i kiram have written that if you love Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then at least remember the four generations of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's family name. Abdullah, Abdul Manaf, Hashim, Abdul Manaf. So inshallah, teach it to your children. Abdullah, Abdul Muttalib, Hashim, Abdul Manaf. Inshallah, this will show your love for Rasulullah's family. You see the Arabs, Shafat Bhai? Rasulullah said, Allah has sent me as a messenger. Allah Ta'ala sent me as Rahmatul Lil Alameen. I love the Arabic language. The language of Jannat will be Arabic. The language that you will be questioned in your cover is Arabic. How much of Arabic you and I have learned? We know Hindi, we know uh, all different languages, fine. Ask yourself and myself how much of us or how many of us know Arabic and what efforts we have made to learn the Arabic language. That's why you got no love for the Quran. Because we don't understand what we're reading. But Allah Park says, never mind. Whether you understand or you don't understand is my kalam. I'll give you 10 nakis for every letter that you read. That's how Rahim and Kareem is Allah. You see the Arabs, they were very particular. As far as they are by Ajdad, who their fathers were and grandfathers were, they knew it on the fingertips. The generation and genealogy. They knew it on their fingertips, not only about their own parents. Arabs were well-versed in the field. They knew the pedigree of the camels. 
horses, and they also knew who breastfed the child, whether it was a slave, a woman, pious or impure woman. They knew everything. Allah Pak had given them a fantastic memory. Up till now, Alhamdulillah, you look at the horses in the Arab world, they can tell you the whole history of who the father or who the mother of that horse is. They were so well trained. And Allah Pak had given the Arabs this beautiful knowledge. They're just looking at the footprint of a person. They could exactly say who the father or who this person's footprint belongs to. That's how well versed they were as far as memory was concerned. So they knew the pedigree of camels. They knew the pedigree of horses. They knew who the lady that breastfed the child, whether it was a slave, pious woman, or an impure woman. Number two, they had this wonderful quality, Zabardas, Bahadur, or Shujate. They were very, very brave and strong. They stood their ground. They were not weaklings. Zabardas, powerful. Shuja means they were brave. They never scared for anybody. Third beautiful quality of the Arabs, Mehman Nawazi, me Arab Mashurte. When it came to entertaining guests, Gee, you cannot beat the Arabs. You saw that in Makkah and Medina on every Mondays and Thursdays when people fast and in the month of Ramadan Gee, and many other days when people keep Rosa, the love for fasting and how they would go out of their way to beg you to sit on their Dastar Khan Gee, and feed you and look at the smile and dua they give to you. So this beautiful hobby that Allah has kept in the Arabs comes from the Sunnah of Sayyidina Ibrahim. Hazrat Ibrahim salam's one also a beautiful quality was Mehman Nawazi. He would bring everybody to come and eat on his dastarkhan. This Sunnah is gone from us also, Shabbat. Mm. We find it so hard to feed somebody, to invite somebody to our homes. Because our understanding of invite is that the women of the house must cook a five-course meal. You must have the best decor, you must have the best cutleries, you must have the best, what you call, tablecloth, the best chairs. So, Fadwa, you know the sad part of it? Today you go to people's home, there's more cutlery and, and spoons and forks, gee, on the on the dastarkhan than food. Mm. There's no place to keep the platter of food. And we pay so much of money for nothing. But this is the sunnah of the Anbiya, Mehman Nawazi, sunnah of Sayyidina Ibrahim, sunnah of the Arabs, sunnah of Rasulullah. Number four, Allah Park had given them Hafiza. You look at the Arabs when it comes to Hadith of Rasulullah, Quran of Rasulullah, of Allah Rabbul Alameen. The memory Allah Park had given them, it's unbelievable. They could memorize thousands of stanzas of poetry, thousands of Hadith of Rasulullah. I was looking at one clip. There's almost like 200 million hafizas of the Qur'an in the world, subject to correction. This is a mojiza of the Qur'an. Allah Pak has given this memory, Quwwati Hafiza. They could remember every minute details. This is a gift that Allah Pak gave to the Arabs. 
and number two, غيرت or حميت. They would not tolerate nonsense. They had this غيرت in them that if they saw somebody doing something wrong, especially to the women folk, for them to behead that person or destroy that person, it meant nothing to them because they had so much of guts in them, so much of sharam and haya and modesty. They could not. Today we can see things happening. We just turn a blind eye. This you'll never find amongst the Arabs. Alhamdulillah, they will stand their ground and defend the integrity of the family, the tribe, and everybody that goes with. Even for the animals, Arabs, they used to fight with each other for months. For years used to go bad. See, one kabila fought with another kabila for so many years just because one camel strayed into another person's yard and ate up some of the vegetation. They fought with each other for almost 200 years, 400 years. So respected brothers, we have to learn the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So these were some of the points I said. Let me take it in a different direction. That how much of we know of our family, our roots, where we came from, what contributions our family made, what legacy are we going to leave behind when we go in this country of South Africa, in our town or city where we are? This is a big question, So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Inshallah. I'm not sure if you have some questions. Shafat bhai. It's a beautiful thing here. I want to end it here for you. Bolo. It is not about perfect. It is about effort. Nobody is perfect here. It's about effort, the mehnat that you and I are going to make. Number two, remember that even the greatest of personalities in this world were beginners. They started from ground, grassroots levels, from grade RR. Even the greatest were beginners. All of us, Shafat Bhai, where Allah has brought you, me, and all of us together, whatever we have achieved so far, we all started with Alif Ba Tasa. We started with ABC. So even the greatest were beginners. And Shafat Bhai, learn one thing. Never mind how good you are, you can always be replaced. You see this fakhr that we have, this pride, mm. that nobody can take my seat away. I'll be the chairman for my rest of my life. I will be the president. <laughs> Never mind how good you are, you can always be replaced. Number two, Shafat Bhai. <laughs> Beauty is nothing if your tongue is ugly. Mm. I told you in the beginning, this tongue, the stomach, and the private parts will lead us astray to guna and masiyat. And this is how the ummah is getting destroyed. By the gunas committed by this tongue, and for our pet and for this roti kapra makan, the haram things that we are doing, the haram activities that we are doing, the haram earnings that we are bringing home and feeding our family, that's the azab and punishment that we are seeing that is happening. So if we really love Rasulullah, eat halal, earn halal, 
feed your family and yourself halal and then see when you raise your hands in dua to Allah how Allah Ta'ala accepts our duas may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq the beauty is nothing if your tongue is ugly Shafat bhai we hurt people so badly kya kya bakwas karte ho as they say in Urdu what rubbish to be taught say something as Rasulullah said alayka bi husnil khulq have good character and morals and mannerism and watuli samad stay silent for a long time if you can't say something good chup raho be quiet yeah. as they say you know the bee Allah Pak has created the bee is such a beautiful insect there's so much of unity amongst the bees they help each other they stay together and they give sweet nectar to agar gur nahi de sakte ho ji if you can't give sweetness to somebody kisi ko takleef mat do ji and if you can't be good to somebody then don't sting somebody with this tongue of yours so beauty is nothing you can be the most handsome or the most beautiful individual it means nothing ji if your tongue is ugly you can't control your tongue and speak properly and give a beautiful piece of advice May Allah give us I mean, I mean, uh, looking at a message that came in after, you know, the show you did on uh, Afternoon and Mins, uh, Molana. Uh, Revert Sister says, uh, uh, peace on uh, Molana and you, Brother Shafat. Uh, I want to know, on several occasions, I read in a book that even uh, after the Prophet passed away, his wife, Safia, described him as a loving and a fair husband. And I also read that in the same year, he sent a messenger to the king of Egypt, who was a Christian, calling him to accept uh, the message of, of Islam. The king of Egypt replied with a polite apology and sent uh, Muhammad some gifts, as well as a physician and a servant or a concubine called Maria, Mary. Muhammad uh, accepted uh, the uh, concubine and the gifts. I want to know, is this concubine thing still allowed in Islam? Because I'm uh, about to revert but I'm afraid uh, to marry a Muslim who may, uh, who may have a concubine like Muhammad. Uh, how do you respond uh, to the sister here, Molana? First of all, Rasulullah love for his wives were undivided. He loved each one equally, treated each one equally, cared for each one equally. Yes, when it came to love, Hudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Allah, O Allah, from all my wives, I love Hadrat Aisha the most because I have no control over my heart. But when it came to rights, equality, justice, fairness, Hudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam treated all his wives equal. Number two, one of the ways to invite during the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Yehudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wrote letters to kings and governments and officials to accept Islam. Alhamdulillah, there are beautiful letters written. And as a letter was written to the king of Egypt and a gift was given to Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in this current time and era, there is no room for that because there is no war. There is no slavery in Islam right now. The only time that there was slaves involved when a war was fought and the people were made captives in this time and era, 
there is no uh, slavery at the moment. Ji. So the, the slave that was given by the king of Egypt, her name was Maria Tibetia, Rasulullah married her. And only from her, Allah Pak had given a son by the name of Ibrahim, who was 17 months old. And Rasulullah loved this son to bits. 17 months old. We have six months old children in our homes, grandchildren, our own children. How we love and adore them. Gee, they bring joy. You can have the worst day, but that smile from your little daughter or son brings all the joy and happiness and takes all the pain away. Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam loved Hazrat Ibrahim so much, 17 months old. Hazrat Maria Ibtiya, she was breastfeeding. Gee, Hazrat Ibrahim, and Allah will something else. Hazrat Ibrahim took ill. And a message comes, Ya Rasulullah, Ibrahim is in Sakarat. Hudu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam rushes home. This is a very touching topic for me. Mm. That how we react to our children's demise. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes home. He takes Ibrahim in his arms. And tears are streaming down Rasulullah's cheeks. Hazrat Ibrahim is on the last stages, last laps of his life. Ya Rasulullah, you also cry, Ya Rasulullah. You told us not to cry. Allahu Akbar. Look at the answer of Rasulullah. Rasulullah said, Ibrahim is part of my blood and flesh. And it's natural for me as a father to cry. But I will accept Allah's decision. I do not complain to my Allah. I'm happy with my Allah's decision. Yes, oh my Ibrahim, I will be deeply grieved by your loss. But I have no complaint with my Mali. Gee, to Allah do we belong and to him in our return. Hazrat Ibrahim passed away in Rasulullah's hands. Gee, and who was the mother? Hazrat Maria Pidatiya, this slave girl who Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married. Alhamdulillah. And Allah blessed them with the son Ibrahim. So in current times in the Islamic world, there is no slavery. There is no war where you take people captives. And inshallah, you make them slaves. And to the sister who wants to accept Islam, Allah Ta'ala give her hidayah. And she has all the rights, inshallah, to ask you or ask us, inshallah, for guidance, for any clarity. So when she comes into the fold of Islam, she come into Islam totally, without any doubt, without any hesitation, with a clear mind, with a clear heart, become the reciter of La ilaha illallah. And enjoy the title which Rasulullah said, Ya Ummati, my Ummati, my Ummati. May Allah give us tawfiq, Shafat. Bless you for that, uh, Molana. Absolutely brilliant indeed. And uh, finally, Molana, you know, talking about Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he was the only Nabi, and uh, the Quran is the only book that says uh, there is no compulsion to religion. And, you know, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam conveyed uh, Allah's words, uh, you know, inviting people to believe in, uh, you know, one God and to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And alhamdulillah, the verses in the Noble Quran, you know, already uh, makes it uh, distinguished from other uh, religious books. And perhaps, uh, you know, your thoughts on that and your parting words uh, this evening, Molana. Efforts are always better than promises. Efforts are always better than promises. So if we promise Allah and His Rasul of obedience, then, Ya ayyuhad ladina amanu awfu bil uqud. O you who believe, fulfill your promises that you made to Allah. Number one. Number two, 
Shafat Bhai, when you find that you are in an emotional state of mind, find a balance because anger destroys good qualities in a person. All the good that you have, one bout of anger and every, all your good is gone down the drain. So try to find the balance when you are emotionally triggered. How do you strike? Respond, don't react. You see, we like to act and react immediately. Somebody does something to us now, in the next two minutes, we will react. And when you react, you got no boundaries, Shafat Bhai. Mm. Sometimes you step over their boundaries. You become so violent. You become so abusive. The person said only one word to you, and you have 10 words to say to the person. So when you are emotionally triggered, Shafat Bhai, respond in a beneficial way. Don't react. Because then sometimes you may become the oppressor. You were the oppressed, but because you reacted and you have no control and boundaries of how you're going to handle the situation, then sometimes you can become the oppressor. So talk to people politely. Knowledge is plentiful, but practice is very little. And we end it here, Shafat Bhai. Hmm. As Allah Pak says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, lima takuluna ma la tafalun. Why do you say things that you don't practice upon? So may Allah Ta'ala make us practical Muslims, forgive our shortcomings, and instill in us the love for the Quran, for Allah and His Rasul. You have a beautiful evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, I'd like to thank uh, Lukolo for great tech uh, this evening. Keep it uh, locked on to uh, Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming and uh, lovely nasheed also. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.